Wednesday. It's Wednesday, the 8th of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Chris Classic here, and I'm joined by co-host Shane Lee. Happy hump day, Shane, and uh, I believe your little one is uh, re- training to uh, be an Olympic marathon runner. <laughs> well, Thomas, my son, who's seven, uh, he's in year two. He had his first ever cross-country um, competition yesterday at school, so he's pretty excited. Dad went for a run with him on the weekend, and he almost lapped me, so I thought he'd, be, he'd go okay. <laughs> but he was actually racing against uh, years three and a couple of year fours. So I said on the way there, I said, mate, your race plan, don't go out too hard. You're, you're a fast runner, sprinter. Try and stay with the leaders, and you'll see how you go <laughs> at the end. Well, anyway, I didn't listen to Dad. He took off. And he ended up winning it by oh wow by almost a, um, a lap and a bit to second place and uh, yeah so he's off to the, the I think to the zone now which is really exciting fantastic the Lee sporting gene is there he's uh, he, he was the uh, the front runner was he like the cleaner uh, in in horse racing where he bolted to the front and just hung on he did mate and I thought he's going to run out of energy but he kept going at the same pace so he's um, yeah he did really really well very proud of him fantastic well done well done. Today on the show, we'll be talking cricket, AFL, NRL, boxing, and more. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. We're heading over to, to India and the MCG record for the largest crowd to attend a single day of test crickets under huge threat. Uh, the fourth and final match of Australia's fascinating series in India. An estimated 100,000 people could pack into the Narendra Modi Stadium in Ahmedabad for the first day's play. What's the biggest crowd you played in front of, Shane? Oh, it's, it's over 90,000 at the MCG. Um, it was a one day versus the West Indies. Um we also had uh, um, about 100,000 uh, people come to the opening ceremony to watch um, for the 96 World Cup. That wasn't a game. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, for a test match, the, the, high, the highest record is at the MC. It's 91,112. Um, this is named after Prime Minister Modi um, and, ha- and has a capacity yeah. of 132,000 which is ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, I remember that um, opening ceremony where the 100,000 people came in. There was only actually capacity for 50,000. And it was all, it was all cement yeah. slabs. And what they just did, there was white lines painted where people would sit. They just painted a white line in between those white lines and <laughs> doubled the capacity. <laughs> <laughs> On shoulders. <laughs> yeah. It's like the good old days. Yeah. I remember my, my, grand, my grandfather... Uh, watched St. George in one of those uh, grand finals when they were, and he was up on the uh, the lady stand mm. at the SCG. It was just pack on. It's uh, yeah, the good old days. What's it like though when you couldn't hear your captain surely and give instructions of where to move? The noise must be deafening. Yeah, you, you, honestly, you can't hear a thing. So you pretty much have to um, just watch your captain at all time and look for his hand signals. Um, it is deafening. They don't stop. Um, the other thing is too, it's just that the heat that uh, it's already hot over there, but with that many people and so much body temperature within the stadium, it feels a lot hotter as well. Oh yeah, um, uh, and it's loud. But it's, I tell you what, it, it is something you'll you'll never forget when you play in front of a crowd that big. Now it'd be interesting to see how our, our 
new spinners to go to and, and handling that mm. uh, that pressure and that uh, that experience. Hey, I know you, you love your poetry, Shane. You've always been uh, going on about Kipling, and uh, <laughs> and one of the lines out of Kipling's "If" poem is, "If you can meet a triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same." Uh, the Indian media, not so much. Uh, they've hit the panic button, and uh, they say their team's on the the brink of disaster. Well, yeah, it's, it's funny um, how the media and also supporters alike online have have really turned. Um, they're basically saying that the Indian top order now are not playing spin like they used to, mm. um, and you, you have to sort of sort of admit that. Look, we, India have already won the series; they're up two one. Yeah, they're not going too bad. What they're saying is that the tail enders, in particular Ashwin and Jadeja, are paper papering over the cracks, um, and the top order keep failing. But the the lower order for India are scoring the runs and just getting them home, and they said they were they think they're on the brink of disaster, which is interesting. Um, what what you're finding is you, Coley's not the one scoring the big runs. Um, you've got a couple of older um, top order batsmen. Um, I dare say now, watch Coley come out and and bat in this last Test match. <laughs> he he performs best when under real pressure. Saying that, they reckon this could be the worst wicket of the lot. Oh. Well, it it's, uh, doesn't get many. Well, we've only had three day tests, so they can basically go and yep. organise golf for the fourth day. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, this so that we've got two and a half days. We'd be lucky to get to. Well, potentially, um, it all depends on the first innings and whoever bats first and how many runs they score. If they score under two hundred, you're looking down the barrel of a three day test match again. Yeah, goodness me, it's amazing how they yep. can produce roads for the IPL. It's uh, fascinating yes. how that uh, the magic trick happens. <laughs> uh, look. Turning from uh, uh, cricket to golf, and the Players' Championship is uh, is is around, and, uh, and it's a great regard as the fifth major, isn't it? But uh, Minwee Lee uh, is uh, turning to uh, some of his countrymen, Adam Scott and Jason Day, for some advice. Yeah, nice to see that uh, Minwee Lee, who's um, the fiftieth to qualify for this um, at TPC Sawgrass. Um, the famous course. Um, he's very, very yeah. excited to be playing. He only just played the, uh, the front nine yesterday, um, but it's really landing on two former winners, as you just mentioned, um, in Jason Day and Adam Scott. And he said they've been really, really helpful to help a former, um, uh, well, a, um, a, a fellow countryman, I should say, not former. Uh, <laughs> so he said, yeah, really landing on them for experience and understanding. He's going to play the back nine with them today, get some more tips in around that. But it's nice to see that the, that the Aussies are sticking together. Yeah, fantastic. We'll play the back nine. He'll play that famous 17, the island yes. hole. At, yep. uh, and uh, just casting my memory back, I think uh, Ben Arn made an 11 on that hole. Four balls and a drink. <laughs> at, uh, well, I'm not casting my memory. I'm looking at the stats. There's 47 balls in the water over the span of the four rounds usually. So uh, I can't wait to see some, some splash. What a great hole. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Cameron Smith. Of course, uh, the former champion, not back because of the uh, the Live Golf Tour uh, debacle. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the Players' Championship, this one at TPC Sawgrass, they have always said that they uh, had the strongest field in any competition mm. to the point where they've always been pushing for it to be the fifth major. Um, but not the case this year. Of course, with people who signed the Live are not eligible. So last year's winner, Cameron Smith, will not be playing. Uh, the guys that came second and third last year will not be playing in Lahiri and Paul Cassie. Um, nor you'll get Dustin Johnson, no Bryson uh, DeChambeau, um, Brooks Kepler or, or Mark Leishman. So definitely not the strongest field this year. No, certainly not. Uh, look, turning to Indian Wells, another great uh, competition. And uh, 
Aussie's doing pretty well. Tanasi Kokonaka is doing exceptionally well. He was uh, running hot with his serve. Yeah, he served something like 11 aces um, and went in straight sets. Looked really, really good. Um, but in the, the, the final qualifying rounds, uh, we've got five Aussies through. So you've got uh, Great. Kokonakis, which is fantastic. Alexia Poprin, uh, Rinky Hijakata, um, Alexandra Vukic, um, and Kimberly Birrell all through um, to the next round, which is fantastic. Yeah, this is fantastic indeed. Look, hey, we might take a break now with uh, that much sport, but we've got more coming up after the break. So stick around. We'll be chatting AFL, NRL, boxing and more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Well, we're talking AFL now, and uh, Campbell Brown, the AFL great, well, he spilt the beans over his dad's iconic uh, viral incident. I had to look at this again, Shane. I, I, I enjoyed it as much the second time. Oh, this is this is a great story. Uh, Campbell Brown, the, the Hawks legend, um, and his dad, Mel Brown, who is, uh, is a Hall of Famer for Richmond. Um, this, this goes down to uh, when Campbell Brown left the Hawks and he, went, he was playing up with, with his sons on the Gold Coast. Um, he went up to Vegas pre-season and got into a fight with, with one of his teammates. There was whispers going around that this happened and they kept it quiet. He finally told his dad what had happened and if any media comes to the house, please don't make any comment, Dad. His dad said he won't. So his dad was hiding, hiding from the, the Channel 9, Channel 7 uh, vans that were camped outside his house for days. And he snuck around the back to get into the garage so they wouldn't see him. Uh, but when he opened the roll door, they were there. And his dad just said, tell him to fuck off. Called him, C- <laughs> called him C-U-N-T's. And then told him to go to the property or you were having him arrested. And then just called his son. He said, son, I've made a comment. <laughs> which, which, which went viral. Which went viral and, um, and ended up uh, ending his son's career. <laughs> which, is, which was hilarious. But yeah, don't, Dad, don't say anything. He just held back for so long. Son, I've made a comment. Uh, Son, I've made a comment. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, can only hold it in for so long. Yeah. Um, look, from, from one former great to a potential new one, a lot of talk about this Will Ashcroft and uh, what he can do in his first year in the AFL. Yeah, they reckon he's number two draft pick and they reckon there's never been a draft pick this well prepared. Yeah. Um, in the two trial games this year, he's been best on ground for Brisbane. So he's come straight in. Um, they were saying with this kid that he actually finished his HSC, or the equivalent of that in Queensland, a year early. Um, yeah. So it gave him an extra year to really get fit and train. And then when COVID, he apparently trained the house down uh, and his fitness levels went through the roof. So that when he actually got to the squad this year, he was that well prepared that he's come straight into the team and is performing like a seasoned campaigner. Um, they're expecting huge things from him. He's a he's a talented kid. He gets a lot of a uh, lot of ball um, and has the pace and the engine to go with it. So yeah, big big raps on this kid. Huge raps. I mean, I saw the tag uh, club changer. I mean, yeah. how is that for pressure on a young man's shoulders? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it, it's you know, as as a rookie, you come in and it generally can take a season yeah. or even even two seasons for some kids. 
but they reckon this kid's going to come in and hit the ground running uh, game one. We'll have to see because there were also there's pressure, right? Um, trial games are one thing, but yeah, when, cool. when, when the whistle blows and it's, and it's a real game, um, yeah, the nerves will probably build up a bit, but physically, physically, he's ready to go. He's got a giant-sized target on his yeah. back, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Melbourne Storm coach Craig Bellamy has opted to go with a youngster, a name familiar, I'd imagine, to you, Shane, growing up in the Wollongong region. Mm. Uh, he's uh, a young man, been named in the halves to replace the injured Cameron Munster. Yeah, Tyron Wishart. Uh, I played career against his dad, Rod Wishart, the the great Illawarra Steeler in New South Wales and and Kangaroo. Um, he was a good fast bowler. You had the same haircut, you two. Yeah, we did. He was a good fast bowler too, Rod. He played for Jeringong. We played against him as a, as a kid. Um, and, 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 look, and his son comes in, look, with huge uh, boots to fill with Cam Munster when he broke that finger and the bone popped out. We talked about it yesterday, how ugly that looked. But he's going to be out for three days. Um, and he, So he comes straight into the 5'8 position with the Storm. They play the Bulldogs. So the Bulldogs didn't have a great start of the season. I dare say they'll be tougher to beat this week. But look, he, st- he still played 15 games last year. He predominantly came off the bench a lot. Uh, Tyron, but um, yep. So let's see how he goes. He's going to be thrown thrown in the deep end. Yeah, he certainly is. And uh, the NRL also lifting the no fault stand down of St George Illawarra youngster uh, Talatau Amone. Uh, this is an interesting one. Yeah, they've lifted it. Um, Amone at at twenty years of age was last year was stood down in January because uh, he was charged with reckless, grievous bodily harm, uh, destroying and damaging property. Stalking and intimidation. <laughs> so he needs to get rid of all those first first parts of of that those uh, charges and just keep the intimidation. I think once he comes back on the field, yeah, um, <laughs> and then he'll and, and, then, and then he'll do okay. I think, but uh, yeah, it was um, a pretty bad off field thing. But they've lifted those things now, and he's he's right to play. How amazing! It's just the NRL flip flop, and some players have been stood down for yeah. years, and others, yeah, yeah, consistency. We talk about it a lot. Um, Look, let's uh, turn to the American superstar Errol Spence Jr., branded a punk by Tim Zhu. Uh, there's a bet on, and it's a quite a decent bet, 50, 50 grand on the line. Well, he's asking him to put the bet on. Um, on Twitter, uh, the superstar Errol Spence, Spence Jr. Um, said he was going to put 10K on um, Tim Zhu's uh, rival, Tony Harrison, this Sunday. Um, and Tim Zhu said, well, mate, put your money where your mouth is. Why don't you bet 50 on it if you really believe in him? I'm going to knock him out. So <laughs> good trash talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I, great trash. Talk. I think Tim Zhu is the real deal as a fighter, but he's not. A, he's not a trash talker. He just. I don't think he's got, the No Limits boys are saying. You know, say this today. Let's get some column inches. Let's have podcasts like ours talk about him and talk about yeah. the fight so more people watch it. But yeah, I don't believe he's trash talk. I believe him as a fighter. I just don't believe he's. Uh, He's, what he's spruiking. Yeah, I think there's better better at it. But then again, hook, line, sinker for us too, isn't it, Shane? Yeah. We have talked about it. So so well well done. But I, I think Tim Zhu's absolute superstar, uh, te- technically gifted and, uh, yeah, going going really well. Hey, a proposed $100 million surf park uh, in the suburb of Perth. Uh, it's a Jandicott. Tell us about this one, Shane. Yeah, it looks good. Um, they've had to... They've had a number of issues getting it up and running because uh, they reckon it was going to damage. It's quite a large area, of course, being a surf park. And I think there was issues with the, the native black cockatoos that were there. But they seem to have got around that. So um, surf's yeah. up, buddy. Surf's <laughs> up. <laughs> it looks good. And um, for, for diehard surfers, uh, 
uh, it'll be a place to go and uh, hang out and um, there'll be obviously facilities to, to stay there and, and restaurants, etc. So it'll be an amazing place to, uh, if you love your surfing, to go and spend some time. Yeah, they've got, they've got one, um, Kelly Slater built one in the mm. US, didn't he? I wonder if it'll be uh, just as popular or will it be another just sort of water world park yeah. uh, type thing. But, yeah. uh, well, mate, you grew up on the beaches, I grew up on the beaches. I can't stand on a surfboard, I'm hopeless. I grew up in Manly Beach, Couldn't I can't get up. Do you get out there at no, all? No, I used to have a surfboard, but I used to carry it around and put it in the, um, in the convertible. Just... just <laughs> Just, just waxing all just, day in front of the ladies. Aesthetics, yeah. I think I was waxing as my legs, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's as good a time as any to call it a day. Uh, that's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit the follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, of course. Our fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet. If you're looking for a punt and a really good betting app, go and check it out. Tune into Afternoon Sport tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.